Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. It's Vane Lang, and you're listening to my solo show, It's a Little Complicated. I definitely have an interesting story for you. As you know, I am a model, and I used to do glamour, art nude modeling, wearing lots of lingerie, and uh, sometimes nothing at all. And then I moved back into the commercial modeling world where I once again had, you know, kind of culture shock moments. This seems to happen to me a lot. It happened when I was moving from America to Asia and then from Asia back to America and um, back to Asia again. So yeah, I seem to get culture shock a lot. And there's definitely some differences between being um, a glamour model or art nude model versus commercial model. And I have talked about this before on another podcast and I've also written articles about it on my Medium blog, so check that out if you want. But today I want to dive into a job that I did recently, which to a lot of models would seem like the dream come true job, but I really struggled with it especially in the beginning. So first of all, my agent was a little bit misleading and I kind of don't blame her because I've been in similar positions before and sometimes you want to make something sound more enticing than it actually is because you're afraid that if it isn't enticing, then the person won't go for it. So she basically told me that she was sending me to a casting for a job that needed a model for 27, 28, 29, three days, 500 per day. And the look was this very short haircut, which was quite a big change from what I had. And I think models that do hair modeling actually get, they're supposed to get paid according to like how many inches are cut off. And basically dramatic haircuts should cost more. And so I thought, oh, 1500 for three days. Yeah, why not? You know, I've had short haircut like eight years ago, so I know what it's like. It's not going to be that crazy. Although I am married now and my husband met me when I had very long, beautiful hair. So um yeah, he's just had to deal with the new look. But I got the job after going to two castings, which was a little bit annoying, usually one casting should be enough. But I found out like a few days before the actual shoot, it was only for one day. And it just came as a bit of a shock. And I felt a little bit cheated. But then I also wondered, is it because I just didn't ask 
You know, maybe I should have just clarified right there and then when I got the message instead of assuming that if you say three days, 500 per day, then it's a three-day job. Anyway, I went along for the ride because I was happy to get this haircut. Now, on the day of the shoot, I found out that yes, we were confirmed to go overseas for a hair shoot. Very exciting, right? I mean, what model doesn't want to travel a bit? and get out of the country especially after the two three years that we've been basically locked down in our own countries because traveling was just nearly impossible so i said great and then my agent came back with the price for the not the price the rate that i would be getting as the model and she was like per day for two days, it's 600. Now, I understand that my agent isn't a native English speaker. So some of her text messages, you know, they're not capitalized the right way. It's, it can be a bit vague. So I clarified and said, do you mean 1,200 for the two days? And I asked this because a lot of times these modeling jobs, they will book you for one day and pay you one rate. And if you get booked for more than one day, then that daily rate kind of drops a little bit because they're like, well, we're getting you for more days or so you're making more money overall and can pay you less per day. So I actually thought that there was a small chance she was trying to tell me that I would get 600 for the both days that I'd be working overseas which I wasn't really happy with because like I said, I had gotten into this casting thinking I was going to get my hair cut and get 1500 from this job. So 24 hours later, she comes back and says, oh, actually it's 1000 total for two days. And I just said, yes, okay. Because, you know, like I said, I had already kind of had my heart set on getting 1500 anyway so as long as it wasn't lower than that i was good to go now that's not where the problems ended <laughs> after a few weeks they got my passport details booked my flights and the agent was like do you need support from the client to get to the airport and i asked well which airport is it thinking to myself that if it was Heathrow, it's only 20 minutes from my house, not a big deal, but any of the other airports would be a huge headache. So she didn't really get back to me. I guess agents are really busy booking tons of jobs for models. And it was only, I think it was like a few days later, she said she sent me the tickets and I saw that it was actually going out of Gatwick, which is really not ideal, especially for a 7 a.m. flight. And so I said, yes, I definitely need support from the client. Can you please check on this? And she said, yes, should be no problem because transport, accommodation, and food is all covered. And I, I was just like, great. And I thought everything was sorted three days before we're supposed to fly out of the country on a 7 a.m. flight, the main agent tells us we're in a group chat with the models and she says, the client would like to 
confirm that you are able to cover your own transport to the airport. And this is where I felt like I had to stand up for myself and defend what was told to me and promised to me because you don't want to let people walk all over you. You know, there's just this really fine line between being the nice girl and being a doormat. And I just can't seem to really figure that out sometimes because I'll, you know, stand up for myself and say no and then be made to feel terrible for it. So I responded very plainly, no, I won't be paying for my own travel because it's supposed to be included. And uh, she came back with, what do you mean no? And I explained what I meant. I also, you know, screenshotted the contract I had signed. I screenshotted the conversations I had had with the other agent. And she basically said, well, that agent has left. I can't speak for her. I can't follow up with her. Uh, excuse me, what's going on? Why do you have such a high turnover rate? Is what I'm thinking. Like, what is going on? And this is where things got a little bit more sketchy. She then proceeds to say, well, actually, you need to also cover your own airport transport in Italy. And this is just completely outrageous because no client is going to expect you to cover your own transport in a foreign country when they've hired you for a job. And she's like, well, I've actually negotiated for them to cover your transport in Italy. So all you have to do is pay for the one in the UK. Are you okay with that? And this just sounds like a flat out lie. And by the time we did get to Italy, I found out that there was another model from another agency plus our choreographer sitting in the car with us in our airport transfer. So what am I supposed to believe that the client just booked this car for them and we were going to book our own car? Like what's going on here? And my agent just wouldn't listen to me. She kept pushing the blame to the other agent who had left and insisted that it was clear from the start. We had to pay for our own travel uh, from the airport. And then I, she even said, oh, travel and accommodation and food mentioned in the contract, it only covers the flights. It's singular travel, not travels, because travels would <laughs> mean that your uh, airport transfers would be covered too. And she was just making things up at this point, honestly. I even tried to explain to her that to catch a 7 a.m. flight would mean waking up at this ungodly hour of 2 or 3 a.m. to even get into an Uber would be just really bad for my physical and mental health, honestly. And we live in London. It's not really the safest place on the planet. I don't like being out and about when it's pitch black outside. But she insisted that she's taken the Gatwick Express at that time in the morning and it's safe. But that's really not even the point. The point is I want to be fresh for this job. Who knows what the schedule is? At this point, we didn't get the itinerary. So it's likely we would have been just rolled into a full day of work which by the way turned out to be the case which leads me to my next grievance and again this kind of stuff 
I never experienced when I was a freelance model just working for myself and setting my own schedule and booking my own shoots in my own shooting location and you know like normal photographers would not want to work that early and would not expect you to work that early it's it was just insane but you know we were in a foreign country we were walking a catwalk we were getting media coverage and you know, our faces were printed on these beautiful posters and billboards all over this kind of grand majestic villa slash palace slash castle of a hotel so should i be complaining i mean i love my work but there's just no way i can say that i enjoyed being treated like a robot it's like okay you wake up and you just do all these things you have that we want you to do and you don't need rest you don't need sleep you don't need a plaster for your toe because you're getting a blister from walking the catwalk a hundred times in rehearsals and that's what i realized when i was on this job was that there is an expiration date for models doing this kind of work and it's not because your looks fade away by the time you're in your mid-20s or that you are too old or wrinkly it's because at a certain point in your adult life you realize that you just cannot put up with this bullshit enjoying the conversations today well we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code PODCAST today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. I actually spoke with a few other people who were on this job. I'm not going to say who they were or what they did, but everyone felt the same. And I'm not sure who exactly is to blame. Was it the client that had a tight budget? I mean, doesn't seem so because they really booked the most lavish hotel ever. Was it just the person who was booking all the flights who didn't think that we would need some extra sleep was it the person who set our jam-packed schedule who didn't think that maybe a two-hour nap would be needed if you have models that woke up at two in the morning to get to the airport on time because the UK is a really big place. Not everyone lives in London and Gatwick Airport itself is over an hour away 
even from London. So we basically rolled into getting our hair prepped and ready for the show and then straight into rehearsal. And this is what happened at rehearsal. We were just told what to do. You can't really have any opinions if you don't like the choreography or any of the poses. You just have to go with it. I mean, it's monkey see, monkey do. You know, you don't speak your mind. You don't give any creative input. You just have to do what you're told. And that's not what I was used to when I was doing freelance modeling on my own. It was a collaboration every single time. Even though I was getting paid, I felt like the photographers were always open to my ideas on how to pose and what to wear and where to stand. And it was like teamwork. But this kind of catwalk job, it's monkey work. You just do as you're told. Like some kind of circus animal. I actually came up with the idea of writing an article called The 10 Commandments of Commercial Modeling. Uh, the first one would be I am the Lord your client and I have hired you for this overseas job taking you out of the monotony of your everyday life. You shall express nothing but gratitude towards me. Another funny one that I'm including is Thou shall not steal the stylist's clothes because they must be returned to Zara in pristine condition. And the list goes on, so if you want to check that out, it will be on my blog at some point. And again, I don't exactly blame the people that we were working with or even the client that hired me because so many things just were out of their hands. I mean, who gave the orders and who executed them? You know, it just seems like everyone was just doing what they were told and nobody was really talking to each other about it. Maybe by the time the flights were booked and people had realized the mistake was made, it was too late to retract because they were um, economy class flights on budget airlines. And you know how those airlines are. Mm -mm. There's no changes. And I guess in a way, the comforting thought is there was no hierarchy. Nobody was spared. Literally everyone involved had flown in at some strange hour and <laughs> had to suffer from being extremely tired and having to work all day. By the time we finished rehearsals, we finally were allowed to check into our rooms and I thought, oh well, it must be like 5 or 6 p.m., right? Um, I'll get to have a little nap and freshen up and take a shower before dinner. But no. It would actually have been so good to even get like a 30 minutes rest, but we didn't even have that. Dinner was literally in less than 20 minutes because it was already 8 p.m., which meant we had been rehearsing for two, six, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We had been rehearsing for something like six hours. Oh my lord, I can't even believe that happened. Six hour rehearsal for a show that lasted one hour and we were only in it for probably a total of 30 minutes. I mean, I'm not saying that we didn't need all six hours because the routine wasn't easy and we needed the practice. But it would have been so nice to split it up, you know? Maybe do three hours the first day, let us rest for three hours, and then do three hours the next day and let us rest a little bit more. So dinner was in this cute little restaurant and the food was amazing, but I seriously didn't even need to eat at that point. I was beyond hunger, like I probably could have just gone to bed. But my stomach was hurting. You know when you don't eat, it kind of feels like your stomach's just sticking together and you have that gnawing hunger that will basically keep you up at night. So I did go off to dinner with them, but after the first course, I was like, let me go home. And so I left the dinner and I felt really bad doing so because everyone is still there and... It just looks bad when you're the only person who excused themselves, but I physically could not keep sitting at that table. It was just so painful to be awake. But what happened was we had gone to the restaurant out of this secret back door of the palace, and it was only a five-minute walk to the restaurant, but going back, I couldn't find it. I just could not find the villa and the door that we had used there was this pathway that was on a major road that didn't even have a pedestrian sidewalk I was supposed to take. And so I was just roaming around in the dark streets of Italy, being a foreigner and a girl wearing black clothes. And there was like no way for me to go back. And so I saw this guy and I said, hey, can you tell me how to get to this hotel and it was kind of famous so he knew exactly where it was and he was like oh yes but you know you have to walk like 20 minutes and go in this big old circle and I just said can you drive me there and he was nice enough to do that it was literally like a two minute drive and so I got back to the hotel thankfully I didn't have to walk anymore because I was not ready for a 20 minute walk the thing is that hotel being as beautiful and lavish was also a wedding destination and there was a wedding going on that night which meant sleep still eluded me. I was up in my bed trying to get some shut eye. It was so hot in the room that I had to keep the doors open but even with the doors closed on my you know luxurious balcony I could still hear the music. You could feel the bass just vibrating through the building. And it was impossible for me to sleep. I got to the point where I actually had to go down to reception at 1 in the morning and beg them for some earplugs, which they didn't have, and also for a room change, which they were either unable to or just unwilling to do for me. My roommate actually did fall asleep by 1 a.m., but... I did some acupuncture for her, so um, it might have been the needles that knocked her out. 
You know the kind of sleep where it feels like you've just nodded off and suddenly you have to wake up again? That's how it was for me, and I miss breakfast the next day, which is really sad because we're in Italy, and the last time I was in Italy, they served Nutella for breakfast, like Nutella cake, which I adore, and I would have loved to have some. But I can't even tell you what they had at that breakfast buffet. I have to say though, day two was slightly more bearable because we didn't have any rehearsals. Well, we had a short one in the beginning of the day from 8.30 a.m. 30 minutes earlier than the actual scheduled time, but let's not get into that. And then it was time for lunch. Um, lunch was served in a small, like, hidden prep room away from the guests because we're the special entertainment and they didn't want us to be seen by anyone because otherwise it wouldn't be a surprise and it wouldn't be as exciting. So what happened was the hotel staff went to the food buffet and plated cute little plates of food for us that were in the portion of, I would say, something a six-year-old child would eat. I got really lucky though because none of the other models seemed to really vocalize their grievances. I asked, is there any more food? And uh, didn't get any response. But luckily, one of the other models was vegetarian, so she couldn't eat her food. And I had two plates. Very proud to say this because, yes, I am skinny, but I also like to eat. And I think I need to eat, especially when I have missed breakfast. And lunch was served an hour late. So that meant it was actually way later than my usual lunchtime. After lunch, I felt a little bit better because I had food in me and I was able to take a quick nap. We were supposed to meet up at 2 p.m., but nobody called, nobody texted, so I just continued resting until about 3 and I went downstairs to find that some of the models were already getting um, prepped for the show. But there were so many of us that it was just very casual and kind of easygoing. It was so relaxed and everyone was just thinking why couldn't they have split things up over the two days so that we had some relaxing time the first day also. Anyway, we got through the whole show and I was anticipating that there would be loud music again that night that would keep me up, but turns out it wasn't that bad because we were at the party and we were all in bed, so there was just a bit of chatter outside with the guests, and we did get some sleep. Unfortunately, the flight that was booked for us leaving Italy was also at 7 in the morning, which meant that we had airport transfer at 4 a.m., so we got up at four and rolled downstairs right into the car. I was so lucky. I got to sit in the front passenger seat with my pillow that I had brought all the way from London. Thank God, I am never traveling without that pillow again. And I basically slept or tried to sleep to the airport, which was like an hour and a half journey. And then... 
that was it but that's not where the adventure ends we got into london i was surviving on three hours of sleep and i didn't want to book an uber back even though i probably should have because it's a hundred pounds to get from gatwick to my house and if i did that two way you know going to the airport and coming back home on the return then that's 20 percent of my earnings just flushed down the toilet so i took the gatwick express and then i took the overground train what happened was i got home came through the door put my stuff down crawled into bed felt hungry thought hmm i bought this focaccia sandwich at the airport it's still in my bag i'd better go get it where the hell is my bag I was so tired that I left my bag on the train. I've never done that ever in my entire life. That's how tired I was. And it wouldn't have been that bad except my passport was in there. And I'm supposed to go and see my mom in less than a week's time. So an emergency passport might not even arrive on time (sighs) i pretty much ran to the station and started asking if they could show me on cctv if i had been wearing my bag and they couldn't that process would take three days to get the approvals and (laughs) that's way too long so the guy was nice enough to call up a few stations to see if my bag had been found but there's literally like 18 stations between where i am and the end of the line and he could not call all of them so he ended up calling the final station by then it had been about an hour and the train had gotten to the final station where they were being cleaned out and by some miracle the cleaner found my bag it had been sitting on the seat nobody touched it nobody reported it nobody stole it which is amazing and you know what at the end of all of this i realized that people are actually good good things can happen i had to spend another two hours to to go all the way down to the end of the train line to get my bag and come all the way back But my faith in humanity was restored somehow. And I think that everything happens for a reason. Even the shitty bad things that happen are meant to teach us something or show us something that maybe we had forgotten before. And so that was my trip. It was still a positive experience through it all. And hopefully I'll be smarter next time and maybe a little bit more demanding before I get booked for a modeling job. So I hope you enjoyed that. Check out my other podcasts if you haven't listened to them already. Check me out on Lingerie Lowdown. Use my discount code V-O-N-N-Y-1-0-Vani10 
to get a discount if you want to be a subscriber and uh, see all the lovely presenters and the reviews that we have on the website that's all for now until next time bye Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.